Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, sitting here with Tom Dorian, my sidekick. Yes, sir. How you doing, Tom? I'm fantastic. How are you? Uh, I'm doing great. I wish I had that kind of shirt on. Yeah, well, I'm. I'm it's kind you, of a Hawaiian theme. You too could be a, a Hawaiian deacon if thank you wanted the Lord, to. Thank the Lord for uh, radio, right? I th- yeah, exactly. I've got a shirt for radio. There <laughs> you very, go. It's very loud. There you go. So, hey, Tom, we got an email. I love to deal with the emails. I know. Uh, and this one comes from one of our listeners uh, named Kevin. All right. And Kevin writes, Deacon Jeff, defense of the faith is one of the pillars of the Order of Malta. We've talked about that a lot. True. Uh, Kevin, thanks for let, reminding everyone that the yeah. Order of Malta is our sponsor on the Catholic Cafe. And mm-hmm. they are th- there to serve the sick and the poor. They are. And to defend the faith. That's right. Right. And he says, however, I don't seem to find any podcasts on that subject. I assume he means on our uh, our website. I would hope right? so. Uh, are there some that deal with this issue under a different category? If not, I propose having a series of podcasts dealing with this fundamental topic. And he's right. It's a fundamental Propose-taken. topic. Propose taken. Yeah, proposed taken. Yes, we're stepping you. up to the plate. And so yes. we're, well, first of all, Kevin, thanks for sending an email. Uh, anyone else wants to send me an email, Deacon Jeff at the Catholic Cafe.com. We'll get that out of the way. We love to get emails. Uh, and so a couple things I would say. One is, first, to Kevin, um, that, you know, Defense of the Faith is really, uh, and we're sponsored by the Order of Malta. It's one of the things that we do. But mm-hmm. for us, uh, we haven't really talked specifically about Defense of the Faith so much as we've given you plenty of material with which to defend your faith. So if you listen to the 370 right. some odd shows that we all have on our website, you're equipped. The Catholic cafe.com. If you go there, there's 370 something shows all on yeah. different topics. You can search them uh, so that you are equipped as you, you as you rightly say. Uh, but you know, this one, we're going to do a show. We're just going to call defense of the faith. Great. And uh, Thank we, we want to do a top 10 show, top Love 10 it. ways to defend your faith. I love it. So uh, so we're going to do that. We're going to jump right in because we always run out at the end. I know. So we get to like seven and go like eight out of ten real quick and say that. But we're going <laughs> to we're going to try to get it all done here. Uh, so the number one way yes. that we that, you know, and we kind of compile this list together. It's, it's right. fun to do these things separately and then see compare notes. Yeah. See who said what. And we have to have amend things and shift things around. But but number one. To know your faith and to live your faith. There you go. So that's like number one. So this is, I think it's important. The top ten way to, the the top number one way of defending your faith is to know it and to live it. And I, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times people kind of fail miserably. I remember as a as a as a young man, I didn't know my faith. Right. And so how you, how can you defend something if you don't know what it is you're defending? You can't. So you've, you've got to explore. You've got to study. You've got to read. You've got to watch. You've got to listen. Right? Yep. TheCatholicCafe.com. You can listen to listen all those, man. You know, almost, you know, 180 hours or more. It's more you than 180 hours Jeff. <laughs> of, uh, of stuff to, to learn, to latch on to, to hold on to, to digest. Yep. And then the Holy Spirit just kind of brings it up. As you need it. That's right. But uh, there's a, 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 a Latin phrase that I, that I quote every once in a while. It comes from the church, but it actually comes also in the legal world. Nemo dot quod non habet, which means you cannot give what you do not 
have. There you go. So if you're going to defend the faith, then you can't defend it unless you actually know it, know it, right? Right. And just knowing it's not enough, you actually have to live it. It has to be a genuine knowledge, which means that you have now internalized it. Mm-hmm. We did a show on know, believe, and live. Yep. And I've done a couple of uh, retreats and parish missions that are entitled Know, Believe, and Live. First is to know your faith, really to know Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and the church that he founded. But then to believe, to internalize it, to make it your own, to make it real so that it's genuine. And only then can you live it. That's right. Right. So so that's that's an important thing to do. And that's number one. So our number two is I say to speak up. Right. Yep. Be not afraid. Right. The Bible says this so much. Be not afraid. Jesus says, be not afraid. And so often we're afraid, especially as Catholics. I remember as a younger man, when I was getting kind of fired up about my faith, uh, you know, I studied a lot and I started reading a lot. And I was like, I'm getting kind of excited. But still, you know, if I went out to eat, you know, if I was eating at a fast food restaurant, you know, I'd be kind of like, do I really want to do the sign of the cross in front of other people? It's kind of like, you know, what do I do? And if I, you know, we live in the Bible Belt. And so I would go to work, uh, lunch with some work. Uh, folks, you know, we go and sit, and there was always a good holy Protestant in the bunch, and they would they would pray, and I was like was so jealous because they they just start praying out loud, and they'd want to hold hands and they'd bow their heads, and I was like, well, I guess I'll just bow my head, you know. And right. there was a part of me that was ashamed to be in Catholic, I guess, or just didn't I didn't want to step out and say, hey, I'm Catholic, I don't right. mind being letting people know, uh, and so sort of like stepping up, stepping out, you know, and and I think we've had a couple of. Bishops recently write some documents like into the breach, mm-hmm. you know, just to, to, we, we, we've got to get out there because we're losing to the culture. Right. Right. And so speaking up and uh, and speaking out, that doesn't mean yelling and it doesn't mean standing on the street corner, right, shouting people down. What it means is to, to, to take some of that the strength we get from from the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and, and put it towards, you know, God wants us to evangelize. He does. Right. Not just to hold on to it. And just sit and go like, well, I'll just wait till somebody comes over here. Right. Right. And so, no, we got to go out there. Yep. Right. So don't be afraid to speak up. E- even in, in the family. Courage. Yeah. Have courage. Uh, you know, we were given that at, at our confirmation. Right. And that's one of our gifts of the Holy Spirit. That's right. All right. So number three. So we've heard we got know your faith and live it. We have speak up. Don't be afraid. Right. Mm-hmm. So number three is, I think is important. It's realize the true enemy. There's a lot of people that think that that's a great one, by the way. The enemy that you're you're fighting here is is your is the Protestant sitting at lunch, right? D- giving that prayer, or the atheist, and it's or not. the agnostic, or the kid that's walked right. away from the church, and it's and, you, and that's they're not the enemy. Mm-mm. The war is not with them. Nope. Uh, in fact, hopefully, you're doing what you do because you love them. The real enemy is Satan, Satan. right? And so mm-hmm. it's like it's Lucifer, it's the devil. And, and the reality is he, he is the author and father of all lies, and he is the deceiver. Right. Uh, and he wants division. He sows the seeds of division. He capitalizes on them. He moves on them. And it, it, it's, it, he just loves. He just giggles with delight. Mm-hmm. If you can imagine the devil giggling. He giggles with delight because uh, we're arguing or we're, you know, it's like that's not your enemy. No. The person sitting across the table from you. Right. That's that's your that's that's not a conquest. Mm-hmm. You're not beating them up, and uh, you know that kind of thing. So it's important to understand that the devil is at work here. That doesn't mean that they have given in to the devil. Right. Right. It doesn't mean that they are the devil. It does not mean that at all. So it's it's love your neighbor, right, as you love yourself, and only in that love 
will you ever be able to reach them in a way that will change their hearts and help Jesus to transform them? That's right. All right, so moving on. Number four. Now, this is important, I think. Mm-hmm. So number four is study other points of view. Mm-hmm. Now, were you ever on the debate team, Tom? I was not. You, did you ever hear that? I did like, stay at a Holiday Inn Select last night. Yeah, so, so you're, you're, you're up to snuff on That's all this right. stuff. So, uh, yeah, so... No, I the, know in debate you have to take both sides. Well, you have to understand both sides. In right. fact, you have to be willing to argue for or against right. something. That's exactly right. So, like, if you're doing, like, in a Catholic school, it's like, you know, abortion should be legal or abortion right. should be illegal. You know, you have to be willing to take the other side. And right. a good debater can pick either side. But to do that... you got to know it. Right. Now, even if you don't believe... Right, so it's really weird. Like in a Catholic school, when some kids like de- like debating, he's on the side of keeping abortion legal. It doesn't mean that he he wants that. Mm-hmm. It means that he's a good debater. He understands the arguments. Mm-hmm. In true debate, you have to understand both sides as fully as possible. I bet you have a couple of debaters in your household. I've got two. Do you have a couple of those? Oh, I think man, every. Yeah. We, I got a big family, so they live for it. Yeah, there's some people. It's like their whole thing is like, oh yeah, no. Right. I, I disagree with you 100%. Right. Did you even hear what I said? No, but I disagree with you. <laughs> and here's why. But the, but the thing is, like, when I, when I start studying the faith, I, I don't just study my own faith. Mm-hmm. I need to study other, faith. other faiths. In fact, I've got uh, all of Martin Luther's sermons printed in a nice, lovely little volume. And every once in a while, I pick them up. And my wife's like, what are you doing? You're, it's Martin Luther. It's like... Honey, That's great. I, you know, I've, I've read the, uh, well, not all of the Book of Mormon, but I've studied the Book of Mormon. I've talked to Mormons. I want to know what it is that they believe, because if I don't understand what they believe, how can I dissuade them of, of their belief and, and help them to see the, 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 the logic, the reason, you know, the beauty and the gift of my Catholic faith right. if I don't understand where they're coming from? Great point. And sometimes understanding their language and how they speak. Mm-hmm. Right, how they use the word salvation or justification and things like that. If I don't understand how they speak, how can I speak to them? Right, right. I'm asking them to to listen to me, and they're like going, "You're speaking a foreign language too." So the more we can understand each other's language, that means we've got to study their point of view. That's right. Right, without being damaging and angry and right and 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 beating them up about their point of view, but we do need to uh, to, to study that. Yep. So number five. Uh, is uh, is an important one. We, we always, whenever we have a top ten list, what are we always talking about? We always bring in confession, don't we? We do. Yeah, so I think preparing with the sacraments mm-hmm. is important. The sacraments give us God's divine life. Grace is poured into us in the sacraments, especially confession and Eucharist, going mm-hmm. to Mass. And so if you're getting ready to have a conversation with somebody uh, uh, in, in the spirit of respect and love, but you really want them to see the truth, Go fully armed with, with God's divine life in you, right? Clear Great the cobwebs idea. out of your heart and your, your soul. Go to confession. Clean the table. Clean the slate. And then don't let the devil like kind of get to work and, 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 and sow seeds of, of, of dissension, of argument, of lust, or whatever it is that, you know, when you're talking to somebody, uh, you know, just clear your head, clear your heart, you know, through confession. Go to Mass. And these are, this, is a, this is a beautiful way to prepare to have a conversation. That's perfect. Right? It's like getting up in the morning and having that good meal before you go out, you know, and do battle. Right. right. So right. it's like, make sure, kids, I'm out. You probably had to load up on the carbs yeah. before you'd start go out and do a workout or get on the football field. Right. You want to be all, all set for that. So prepare with the sacraments. So those five things we've talked about so far, know your faith and live it. Speak up. Don't be afraid. Realize who the true enemy actually is. Study other points of view and prepare with the sacraments. So we've got five more coming. 
We're halfway through our show. Stick with us because there's five more exciting things that you want to know how to defend your faith. That's going to make it so easy to do, right? It is. We're going to talk about that right after this. I'm Bess Drzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. When you think of saints, you often think of saintly qualities like patience, love, humility, and generosity. Not so with St. Jerome, a priest and doctor of the church born in the mid-4th century. On more than a few occasions, St. Jerome stood outside the church doors doing penance for his bad temper. While this was true, more than anything he was a staunch defender of the truth and an ardent lover of the Word of God. He felt that anyone who taught error was an enemy of God to be defeated with the swift and sure strokes of his powerful pen. St. Jerome was a scholar of great wisdom and understanding. He was a master of Latin, Greek, and Hebrew, and he spent many years in study in the celebrated centers of scholarship like Rome and Alexandria. He was a great student of sacred learning because he realized its vital role in obtaining the beatific vision. He once said, Let us learn upon earth those things which can call us to heaven. Sometimes feared for his veracity, but always known to be a genuine man of God, St. Jerome was respected by his peers. St. Augustine said of him, What Jerome does not know, no mortal man has ever known. He was very prolific in his writings. Above all, his scriptural writings have been without equal in the history of the church. St. Jerome is most remembered for his translation of the Bible into the common or vulgar language of the people, making it more accessible to the common people. Called the Vulgate, his vigilant and meticulous translation was very popular and became the standard version of the Bible for over a thousand years. Many who question the authority of the church like to point to the fact that St. Jerome openly opposed the inclusion of the seven deuterocanonical books in the official canon of the Bible. While this is true, as he rarely held his opinions to himself, few people realize that ultimately St. Jerome recognized, upheld, and defended the authority of Holy Mother Church in defining the canon, and placed the books in their rightful place in the Bible. In 402 AD, St. Jerome wrote regarding this issue, What sin have I committed if I follow the judgment of the churches? At the end of his life, St. Jerome finally settled in Bethlehem, where he lived in a cave believed to be the birthplace of Jesus. He died there in 420 A.D. His feast day is September 30th. I'm Bestrozemski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I am Deacon Jeff, talking with Tom Dorian. We are yes, talking are. about ten top ten ways to defend your faith. And number six is coming up. Yeah, number six is coming up. Re, we're going to recap one through five. Awesome. Know your faith and live your faith, right? That's number one. Number two is speak up, be not afraid, step out there. Number three is realize who the true enemy is, Satan. Is it Satan? <laughs> and the um, the fourth, number four, is study other points of view. You're going to get mad. Right? That's how you respect them is to, to study what they what they believe. Uh, and uh, and number five is prepare with the sacraments. We cannot, we cannot tell you enough that you need to have God's divine life 
is grace in you at all times. Oh, yeah. But especially when you need strength, when you need wisdom, when you, all those gifts of the Holy Spirit. You need all that stuff. That's why we have confession. That's and that's right. why we have, uh, we go to Mass and receive the Eucharist. All right, so number six, here we are. Um, we, uh, here's, here, this is important. And you might have thought it was earlier up on the list, but we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. So these are all <laughs> important, really, all ten of these. Pray before, during, and after. Right? Yes. Just prayer. And I, you Holy know, Spirit. A lot of people don't realize how, like, how much, well, I pray before I ever, when I, before I preach, mm-hmm. before I teach. Before I talk to somebody, I pray, and, and maybe it's a short before prayer. The radio show. I pray before the radio show. I mm-hmm. ask the Holy Spirit, you know, to come in and, and give me these words. Because I don't always, if I rely upon myself, it's problematic. Yep. Right? And so it's important for me to trust the Holy Spirit, right? To give myself over to the Holy Spirit. So if you're going to talk to somebody, if you're going to, if you're going to have try to convince them of some truth that you've experienced or realized or some grace that you have from being Catholic and you want to help them understand that, there's you, you've got to have you've got to be a conduit for the Holy Spirit. Yeah, you can't do it on your own. No, so it's like, and you're really not doing it. It's that's the Holy right. Spirit. That's exactly right. And right. so the thing is, a lot of people um, just don't think that prayer matters that much. But if you pray before you engage someone, it changes everything. I know you and I have talked about on this show. In fact, you've talked about like, well. When I gotta, when I gotta, you know, reprimand the kids. When I gotta do something, if I pray beforehand, it changes. The, it does the, the 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 contour, the context, the the flavor. Everything in that conversation now suddenly changes. It does because God's in charge. Even and, if you're in the middle it, of the conversation, it'll right. change it. So pray before, during, and during, and after. And so as you're going, you just remind yourself that you're not alone. Right. Right. And the way you do that is to pray. Uh, and then afterwards, it's like, Lord, help that stuff sink in yeah. and, and help me grow from what I just learned from my friend. That's right. Right. So just be present um, in me and through me and with me. Uh, and, and then, you know, if we so if we pray, it's amazing how it changes the outcomes. Oh, it's not just amazing. Right? It's a mind blower. Yeah, it's a mind blower. Yep. Now, this next one is one that I didn't have on my original list, but I wanted to add it because you came up with it. And it's, it's so practical. Mm-hmm. And that is what? To invite people oh, to... Go to Catholic functions. Yeah. Yeah, and specifically we talked about 40 Days for Life. Yeah, events like that. Or group. Right, so come to... Like our Crucio group reunion is one that we've had for... We've had like 18... 20 years. 20 years we've been doing this for a long time. Might be 21. I and we, we actually meet in a, a bowling alley bar, which is kind of fun. <laughs> and uh, so we sit there and we invite people who to come and sit with us. There's somebody out there that's just mortified over that. That's okay. Uh, you know, Jesus ate with the sinners. And I'm not saying bowlers are sinners. <laughs> Never mind. Just I don't want to go down that path because there are some bowlers who are sinners. But that's not what we're talking about today. And I'm a bowler, so I'm a sinner too. Uh, but we're my all point sinners, is, Deacon Jeff. My, my point is, at your point, which is we we invite people to that, right? Right. But then also taking people to mass, especially people who are like, you know, I, I was talking to um, a young lady from India. And and she was like, I've always wanted to, you know, I've I've never known what happens inside a Catholic church. I said, you should come, come, come to mass and just, you know what? If you don't want to just sit, you know, come sit in the back and just kind of sit there and just watch, right, right. Don't feel obligated to get up, do anything. Just just come in. You're welcome to be there. It's a good idea. You know, I, I got a couple. I got keys. I can get you up into the little choir loft and you can just sit up there and just like a little church mouse, you know, just uh, just sit up there and watch. And so to invite people. Um, she hadn't said yes yet, so we'll pray about that. But but the point is, um, people want to be invited, right? And they don't really want to do anything. And, and a lot of times, how many times in your life have you gone? 
yeah, I'll do that if someone comes up and asks me, but I'm going to wait right here. I'm yeah. not stepping forward. And so yeah. there's a lot of people doing that. So we yeah. need to invite them and take them to invite them to mass. And if you, and if you don't feel comfortable taking them to mass, cause like you have to explain, well, fold your arms over your chest. If you're going to go to communion, but you can't do this, <laughs> you can't wear that. And you can just stand and sit with it. Then take them to other things. 40 days for life is a wonderful example because it we're is. standing out in front of an abortion clinic. Right. Uh, and, uh, and you know what? We're united with so many people about this, uh, pro-life stance. That's right. right? The gift and the beauty of, of, of every human life, the dignity. And so, because when we're out there, we're, we're with Baptists, we're with Presbyterians, we're with all kinds of different flavors of Christianity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's interesting. That's a great place to have conversations and to really say, is. hey, we're kind of united in, in this. So anyway, just inviting them to Catholic fun- functions just really helps to open them up to the possibilities. That's right. And to kind of see what it is we really do. Yeah. Takes some of the mystery out. It does. Because, you know, with all that mystery comes like, you know, voodoo. Right. They're worshiping statues. They're doing all, they're doing something wrong in there. I don't that's know what's going on. Myth, that's when all the myths begin. Exactly. Because that's they have why a, this show exists. That's right. That's right? right. So so it's just like inviting people in, come and see. We're mm-hmm. we're we're transparent, and this is what we do. This is how we do it. It just disarms people. That's right. right? And who and if they invite you, go there. Mm-hmm. Now, bone up on the rules about intercommunion and not having communion, uh, you know, in other places or whatever. Be respectful of their place of worship, but go. You know, there's nothing right. that says now don't not go to mass. Right? Hey, I skipped mass this last weekend. Went over there to them Buddhists. That's kind of neat, you know. That's that's one way to do it, but uh, don't skip mass. Uh, you are right. a roll a day. <laughs> I'm trying. All right, number eight. This is a good one. We kind of touched on this when we talked about trust in the Holy Spirit because mm-hmm. He's doing all that work. We need to reiterate and underline that. So number eight is be humble. It's not your victory. Right. You're giving credit to where credit is due. Right. The Holy Spirit is doing all of this. God right. is making the progress, not you. That's right. He and, and it only truly makes any progress when when He is able to utilize you fully as, as his instrument. Right. It means you need to study, you need to read, you need to know things, you need to figure out how to say it, you need to practice, you need to be respectful, you need to pray. All these are, that is you doing that physically, but it's not your victory. Right. You don't get to like go up to, you know, the pearly gates and say, I brought in 738 people into this church, you know, because right. I guarantee St. Peter's say, oh, if only it was 739. <laughs> Today the number you seven thirty nine you seven thirty eight. I'm so sorry. sorry you can't you can't come in. We it's do not have about a the numbers. Prize for you. Though. That's right. Take a step to the right. Yeah, exactly. There's an escalator slide. It's one of those little <laughs> slides, slip and slide. Uh, you know, and so the thing is, it's not about your victory. It's not about winning anything. Right. It's about sharing a great gift that you have. That's right. Sharing grace and saying, I-, "I love this. I think you will too." But you know what? On your own time, in your own way. You, you can love this too. That's right. Right. And so if we have that attitude and we realize it's not our victory, it's the Lord's victory. And our goal is not to knock down this wall, to take this village, to overcome this despot or whatever. It's like we can't look at this th- these things as like victories that we're like clamoring to the top. You know, right. that's not what we're doing. Right. We're revealing graces. We're, we're, we're just, it's just like helping people see joy. Mm-hmm. That's what's going on there. Which kind of leads us to number nine. They're all tied. Yeah, which is never get riled up. Do not debate. Do not argue. Do not lose your cool. Those are all hallmarks of not being humble. Right. Right? You're, you're, you get under your skin. You start getting angry. And, man, we've turned more people off not in humanity when we are yelling at each other. Right. It's not productive. 
right? It's just it's or either one of you. It needs to be a conversation that each person willingly engages in. You do not engage in the conversation with the sole goal of converting that person of winning. Right. You engage in that conversation with someone you want to share something that's a great gift to you, and you want to be receptive to whatever they offer you. That's true. Doesn't mean you want to. You know, you better. You need to know about your faith and know what they think and believe, so you don't suddenly. You know, get mesmerized and say, I think I'm going to be a Baptist now, you know, because, uh, you know, you need to know your faith, but you need to share in love and and not get arguing and debating because all of a sudden you'll get you'll get stymied and you'll suddenly, quote unquote, lose the argument because your blood pressure went up to, you know, above the top of your eyeballs and you're you're like, I I can't do this anymore. And then you storm off. Yeah. Well, that really wasn't enough. The Lord's victory. That's there. also Satan at work. He's trying to divide. Make that happen. He wants that to happen. Right. So keep your cool the whole time. Right. Just to answer every question was like really. Whenever they say something, <laughs> really interesting. No matter what they say, anyway, that disarms everybody. So number ten, yes. it kind of goes with that as well, and that I can't is believe you made it. That is talk face to face. I am oh, a huge perfect. fan. Now, some people say, "Well, what about my, I have this big ministry? I've got a blog, I've got uh, I've got Facebook, I've got Twitter." And if you look, there's a lot of, you know, vitriol and hate, right, all over the internet. And I'm not saying that to avoid the inter- internet, but I'm saying you have to super keep your cool there and always work. And and I think the Lord does amazing things in conversations, mm-hmm. right? How many times have you gotten that email where something was in all caps? Oh yeah. You, you want know, to avoid that. If you don't go to mass, you're going to hell, you know, <laughs> and like in, in all caps, that doesn't ever come across well. And people no. scream and you, and you also can't read the nuances. But if you're no. like disarmed, if you're like talking to a person face to face, they can read your body language. They can read you. They can see your eyebrows. They can tell when you're being a little jokey, having a little fun. Yep. And they can also tell when you're deeply emotional or serious and that you truly love this. So doing it face to face is the way to go. Absolutely. So that that's Ditto. like the, the, the top 10 things. Uh, and I'm going to throw in one bonus, number 11. Wow. Curcio, make a friend, be a friend, bring a friend to Christ. That's the formula. Be a friend. That's the right? formula. It's personal. Yeah. It's beautiful. So here are 10, 11, ways in which you can grow <laughs> in your own faith by sharing your faith with others, defending your faith. Amen. What a beautiful thing. And so let's pray and ask Mary to help us to defend our faith. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Holy Mary, Mary, Mother Mother of God, God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. death. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com, where you can find out more information about The Catholic Cafe, listen online, download mp3s or subscribe to our podcast you can also find us on itunes or follow us on facebook and twitter if you'd like to contact deacon jeff send him an email at deacon jeff at the catholic cafe.com the catholic cafe is brought to you by the order of malta federal association and is broadcast with ecclesial permission from the Most Reverend Martin D. Holly, Bishop of Memphis in Tennessee. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time. <laughs> <laughs>